It's just said breakfast uh, right here on SAFM. Our next guest is already standing by, Stole Wig, who's a postdoctoral fellow out at the Department of Social Anthropology at the University of Oslo, joining me this morning. Uh, good morning to you, Stole. Good morning. Thank you for having me. It's only but a pleasure. So you've written an interesting opinion piece um, and really evoking us to think about whether or not we are doing things correctly um, and highlighting that our ancestors worked far less and had better lives than we ever did and asking the question, what are we doing wrong? Um, so what took inspiration for you to, to pen this piece, which I think is, is a personal introspection as much as it is a collective introspection of our behavior? Yes, well, thank you. I set out to uh, discuss how and, and why we work as much as we do. And I started looking at myself because I... I found myself writing this piece about the modern uh, workplace and modern work culture uh, in the middle of a holiday where Mm. I actually didn't have to do any uh, work. I I could have been doing something else. I could have been with my family. I could have uh, uh, relaxed, taken some leisure time. Mm. Where instead I found myself, you know, sweating in front of the light of a computer. (laughs) So, So I started to introspect and wonder, is there something that has gone wrong with uh, this uh, pressure and expectation that we be busy all the time. And by we, I mean, uh, you know, privileged uh, citizens like myself who have a salary, who who um, spend time at a university uh, and, uh, you know, actually have the privilege to, to take some spare time and, and free time off and, and instead spend my, my uh, free hours doing some extra work, doing writing an essay for an international uh, audience. Mm, mm. Now, you, it's interesting for me that this piece was penned down by a, a postdoctoral fellow at a university in Norway, because I'm pretty sure that Norway is regarded as one of those highly self-actualized uh, communities globally where there actually is some kind of balance, work-life balance especially. Um, so it would be interesting if, for instance, you you lived in a developing country like a South Africa where th- that shift, you know, it's completely upside down. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's important to remember that for the for the vast majority of the working populations of the world, uh, this is not even a question. I mean, mm. the, the, you work a lot because you have to work a lot because if you don't, then you, uh, you know, you can't pay your bills, you can't uh, put food on the table. Mm. But for me, the paradox is that, that you know, in, in a, such a uh, kind of a utopia that we live here in the social democratic northern part of Europe, mm. where we could have taken a bit more time off, where uh, we have solved um, to a large extent the problem of economic scarcity. Nonetheless, um, we have this pressure, this implicit expectation that we stay busy, that we work uh, and and uh, and keep working even on the holidays. Mm. Uh, so, so my question to myself and to my to my generation, in, in, in fact, is whether or not we should learn to to appreciate leisure and learn to to, to uh, kind of critique 
the the workist culture that we have uh, been accepting now for since uh, since the industrial revolution. Mm-hmm. And and that I think is the the bigger question, right? For for some of us, is really what is it that continues to fuel this capitalistic consumerism culture that has come off the industrial revolution? That uh, we've completely shifted gears. We need more, and and hence we work more, and it's insatiable. It never seems to end. Mm. So it's just like this this little ongoing loop. What are we to do about it? Well, there are different political, uh, interesting political conversations going on in the trade unions. I'm sure, and and, and I know this in South Africa as well, and and in, across the developing world, and in policy centres in 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 Europe and in the US, across the world, a new conversation about what it means to be uh, uh, working and doing valuable work in mm. the contemporary world, and and that is a conversation about. Uh, for many, finding um, uh, a better work-life balance to, mm. to work less and, and to share the jobs that are uh, around, because in many places uh, in the developing world, there are just not a few wage work jobs mm. uh, to go around to everybody. So, uh, so the question is how to get people into the workforce uh, by sharing the jobs uh, and, and perhaps working less hours. Mm. And then, of course, uh, big conversations about uh, universal basic income, citizens' income, or different ways of organizing social welfare and, and, and granting social benefits on the basis of other things than uh, the access to wage labor. Because mm. uh, uh, for many people, that access is a very is utopian. So there are millions of people who will uh, who are not inside the formal workforce and who who will not be for. Uh, for for the rest of their lives. So, what mm. do we do with with that, those kinds of challenges? Those are the kinds of acute discussions that are emerging. I think, and of course, um, yeah, uh, climate <laughs> catastrophe is also kind of propelling that conversation uh, on uh, these days and in the last few years. Yeah, uh, Stolle, have we seen any kind of impact or change? in what we value and and how we characterize that uh, in as far as the pandemic and the the effect that it's had on us? Because on one hand, it slowed us down, but on the other hand, it seems to have impacted just how much work. uh, You know, there was a survey that came out sometime last year. I can't recall uh, on, on which publication that said people are spending more time in Zoom and Teams meetings now, and and there's no there's less downtime, um, you know, have we seen a shift in, in, in what we value? Yes, I think for many people, this, of course, has meant uh, uh, home offices. So mm. the boundary between the uh, between work and life has become, if possible, even more blurred. Mm. At the same time, there's, there's possibly, at least in, if, uh, if at the start of the pandemic, there was a silver lining where, uh, we suddenly recognize that there are parts of the workforce that are incredibly important, incredibly valuable. Mm. Nurses, caretakers, garbage collectors, uh, logistics workers, transport workers, who are nonetheless uh, receiving a lesser part of the, uh, the wage uh, benefits mm. and, and who often also face certain stigmas or expectations that their work is 
is less valuable, whereas actually the, the pandemic showed us that you know these are the workers that we actually rely on, whereas the marketing consultants, the uh, uh, lobbyists and the corporate lawyers had mm. uh, comfortably in their homes doing little and the world moved on. They were not essential as, as the government declared. Mm. So in a sense, there is there was something hopeful. There was a hopeful moment there where we could recognize the importance of our uh, workers that are, you know, receiving less salaries and receiving less recognition. Mm-hmm. The question is, do we do something about that? Is that a change in, in mentality? And is that an insight that will stick mm-hmm. and that will transform into actual, uh, you know, benefits and, and, and solidarity with with our most important workers that mm. uh, remains very much to be seen still, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I was actually about to ask you that, you know, so what do we do in these situations? Uh, you know, are we reprioritizing what we call valuable work and compensating it appropriately? Are you, you know, coming from where you are coming from, Norway, uh, do you think that there would be such an enlightened conversation that sort of translates into a different approach? I think at, at least it's become diff, more difficult now to do to say that you know trans, again transport workers, caretakers, uh, uh, the, the 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 social infrastructure of our societies are not actually important. To 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 maintain that lie is is a bit more difficult post COVID. Mm. But of course, these are questions that that hinge on a balance of uh, powers. So mm. this is very much a, you know a political and social battleground. Uh, it's a matter of labor unions fighting. Uh, corporate interests, it's a matter of policy developers, politicians, civil society. So, so this is very much a battleground that is that we're standing right in the middle of. Mm. Uh, Stolle, thank you so much uh, for sharing your thoughts with us on this one. Uh, for anybody who might want to engage you further, or even get their hands on your opinion piece, do you perhaps have any kind of social imprint for us? Yeah, here's the irony is that <laughs> I... Uh, I try to to not be so much on social media, <laughs> uh, you know, to live to, to live a bit less, uh, a bit more out of work. Yes. But uh, you could try and, and spell out my name on the internet, S T A L E W I G, and then that is my Twitter handle. Uh, uh, you won't find me tweeting a lot, but uh, <laughs> maybe you'll find my university webpage. <laughs> awesome stuff. Uh, thank you so much for taking the call. That was Stole uh, out at the University of uh, Oslo. He's a postdoctoral fellow, and he wrote a think piece. Our ancestors worked less and had better lives what are we doing wrong it's an interesting piece of reading especially as we move forward towards trying to self-actualize as south africans what are we prioritizing as being important in our quest to find this work-life balance and there are you know some countries especially in developed nations in europe for instance specifically um, that are trying to do things a little bit different and they've been trying since way before uh, the pandemic you know trying to prioritize those values of family and quality time and the essence of um you know not working to survive but like just like just living really just just enjoying life but as Stolle said it's a different set of of balls in our bag in South Africa and as a developing nation. And sometimes we cannot compare apples for apples uh, because our socioeconomic and political construct is completely different. We're going to take a quick break and then come back with uh, some musical offering as we fast approach 22, 10 o'clock and wrap up the show with our last conversation for the day.